Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Whew. Hey, by the way, I'm sweaty because I just ran four miles. What did you do? I just edited five pages, six pages, and mm. um, are, are you so? Is this like is this a live situation? People will see this live. Are you just rip sitting there talking to me after a run? This is the and- first time I uh, have done a podcast with my shirt off. I'm, I'm I have so much sweat on me that I can't put anything on, and uh, I um, uh, I was running uphill, and so I wanted to sh- make sure that I would make it in time. So I schedule things with that. Uh, there's always a ticking clock. And so it gets me going and moving. So I don't have to think I just do. And so there was only one hour between my last uh, thing and this thing. And so I just started running and I ran the, the four miles. Um, I could have Ubered back, but I decided to run and I didn't have time to shower or anything. But uh, hey, I got it in. Well, good job, John. So, But my question is, are people, when, will they be watching this or listening to this or, or both? That's um, it's none of your business, buddy. Probably so you're, both. Just, you're just sitting there. You're just sitting there, all glazed and ripped. From I wouldn't up. say ripped. You know, you can only see people, me tits up. People, I mean, you know, I have the I have the tire the uh, you know the the tire around my waist that I just can't. You've got get rid your of. man bun on, and there's going to be a creep factor if people watch this, dude. This uh, this is going to be on my OnlyFans page. I don't know if you know. <laughs> John Kim, my friend, it's been a long time. It has. And if you're listening and you're like, who the fuck is John talking to? Mr. Buddy Wakefield is an American poet, a three-time world champion spoken word artist, and the most toured, the most toured performance poet in history. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Buddy is currently living in Porto, Portugal. When not on tour or leading his online workshop called Writers Anonymous, he offers private sessions to people needing insights, direction, and feedback on their writing and other creative projects. You can learn more about his private sessions and Writers Anonymous at BuddyWakefield.com. So uh, I asked Buddy to come on my podcast because I haven't um, talked to him in a long time. And whenever we get together, we are um, present. And I know that uh, through, I just trust that through this conversation, there's going to be some value, hopefully. Well, that's that remains to be seen, John. It does. And uh, I wanted to start off with, uh, I have these cards here, and I wanted to start off with uh, pulling a card. I'm going to read this, buddy. This is by Danielle Laporte. Is this a tarot deck? No, no, the, the, a writer, a friend of mine. Uh, she makes, makes these really cool, beautiful cards. I'm going to yeah. read one of these cards. By the way, buddy, you should make these cards. I could see your, your words on this. Um, and then people pulling them daily. So undo yourself. Self-acceptance will be the undoing of you, the undoing of identities that are terribly false or too narrow, even the spiritual ones or the socially applauded achieving ones. You will be called to unlearn heaps of dogma. You will be invited to forgive the seemingly unforgivable and to abandon things that you spent a long time constructing. You will have you will have to navigate in the world with fewer operating principles, fewer laws, and more awe. What comes up for you when you hear that? Undoing yourself. Wow. 
I'll tell you the first thing that came up when you were reading it. I was I uh I finally gave in after all the after all the hype and the talk uh, around ayahuasca, and I went to oh Germany shit wow and did a thing and uh, how was it? <laughs> You're still there. You're not back yet. I could tell. <laughs> no, no, this was some time ago. This is probably a year. This is over a year ago. But the 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 unwind was the big uh was the big takeaway. The unwind part, um, the undoing, and I physically felt what it meant to unwind, and that was a first. And did you did you puke and shit and all that that most people do? Or I was no? a shitter. I was a shitter. So oh, what happens beautiful. is you, you I you m- most people either puke. Mm-hmm. Or they shit and yeah. I shat, which is not the most fun thing to do no. when deeply hallucinating. But I uh, I understood why I was doing it, and that was fantastic. Every time I had whether it was a micro revelation or a macro, like if every time I had a revelation, my body would clear. It was fascinating. I could mm. physically watch the results of my discoveries, and it was just pushing it out my every time i let go of some shit i let go of some shit (laughs) cleansing literally uh you never told me about this so did did that did that ayahuasca did it change you that experience or or not so much so my new joy in life and also super meaningful is running these weekend retreats in idaho california like-minded people with a common thread of working on themselves coming together for the weekend going through some kind of journey or character arc, half somatic experiences like ice plunges and guided hikes, and the other half, group processing, processing about life, love, relationships, and of course, great coffee and homemade food. Come check it out if you want to come. It's uh, like adult summer camp, tatretreats.com to find out when the next one is. That's tatretreats.com, and I will see you in the wild. Absolutely, man. I was uh, I was uh, resistant to it because I'd done so many other things and I was in recovery. I'd have a talk with my sponsor for a long time about it, and um, and uh, but I, I knew I knew that it was going to have an effect. I wanted to take it seriously. A friend strongly encouraged me to go to this particular woman. I did, and it did change me. I mean, well, the law of nature's changed, so that's a constant, continuous thing, but. But it changed me in the way that I could see uh, that I could see truth for better or worse. It was a it sort of stripped everything away except the voice of reason. Mm. Um, And. uh, It was such honest insight without searching for anything. There was basically a do nothing situation happening and with along with the visuals and that were that were coinciding with my with my emotions that were coinciding with my wants and my hopes and my experiences everything just when distilled boiled boiled down to the truth which uh which was clear which felt nice and i think the next logical question would be well buddy what was the truth and and that was only coming to me in visuals oh interesting it was abstract um yeah you know i think your move to portugal so Buddy Wakefield used to live in Los Angeles, and uh, he moved to Portugal about a year ago? Two years uh, ago. Two years ago, actually. Yeah, yeah. wow, it's flying. And uh, I think that was part of your undoing. You moving to Portugal was, in a in a way, an undoing, no? What do you think about that? In more ways than one. 
<laughs> you mean like wheels falling off? Boy, you know, the oh, wheels fell mental. off. They got put back on. The wheels fell off again. They got put right. back on. Um, uh, are, are the wheels on now? Or are they ch- training wheels? <laughs> it's such an interesting question. Let's dive into that, John. Are the yes. wheels on now? So to, I got to tell you today, I mean, you're such an important person in my life, and we've done so many podcasts together. And, Thank you. I wouldn't know by, um, the, by your texts, but anyway, go on. Thank you for publicly saying that. Well, but you're just a wretched man on text, so there's a completely different uh, that is true. Uh, attitude that has to be taken with you. Um. <laughs> Buddy and I are part of a locker room text, lots of uh, testosterone, <laughs> dick jokes, uh, very immature kind of middle middle school humor, uh, which which we need to, you know. Um, I'm 50 and I need some of that. It's good. It's good to have a safe space to yeah. be stupid. Um, is that right? Is that a – don't quote that. Uh <laughs> It's good to have um, a safe space. That's stupid. I think it. I think it is. You know, to kind of let yourself um, not be responsible for a little bit. I mean, we don't live there. It's just on our phone, right? Yeah. It's a text. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the wheels are the wheels on. You know. So anyway, going back to you and 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 looking forward to today. There was just a, a pit in my stomach all day of a. I don't want to do a podcast. I don't mm-hmm. feel. It's not that the wheels are off. And it's not that they're on. I feel like I'm hovering, you know, I feel like I'm hovering in the middle in a dignified place that is fully aware that I don't think I'm at liberty to be disseminating a lot of useful information to people right now without uh, putting more into practice uh, uh, what I know to be healthy in my life. I feel like I've got about eight oranges in my hand and I can only juggle six. Mm. And so there's nothing, I mean, a lot of it's good problems to have. There's nothing devastatingly wrong there's uh life is life is happening fast and and is uh and i think i'm just in a place where the most important thing to do now is 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 not get swept away by life by the current at the moment because it could go it could go a wrong direction it's a it's a lot of pressure coming in and i think the best thing to do is run as fast as I can to presence and meditation where, you know, is my happy place and the love of my life is meditation. I've just not done that. So I'm, I was nervous to come on because I know we usually go pretty deep and I often, I often will relay information I found useful in my life. I, I don't feel at liberty to do that when I'm not necessarily walking my talk. And I think I've been moving too fast to walk. I think when you're not walking your talk, which makes you in a, uh, kind of a vulnerable state is when you're the most potent as a catalyst. So I think when you are, when the wheels are on tight and you've got momentum and things are great, um, people don't care. People don't want to hear that shit. But when you're kind of unsure, unknown, I don't have answers. Mm-hmm. People can relate to that. You know what I'm saying? Um, that, that's that's kind of what I found. And also as a, as a therapist, kind of this idea of coming with you instead of at you. Uh, but I have a question for you. So when it comes to addiction, um, when you when when good things happen in your life, is it harder to keep the wheels off? I think because I think there's a misconception that people run toward their vice, their drug, whatever it is, um, when things are bad. But actually, I think like for me, when good things happen, I get scared. That's when my wheels come off. Not necessarily in the when my language. Happens. Yeah, I don't trust myself. If if I get a windfall or a good deal or something comes out of the blue and I get some mm-hmm. kind of quote unquote successful thing. That's when I don't trust myself. 
I trust myself when I'm in the trenches. <laughs> when I have nothing, I trust myself. When I have everything, I don't trust myself. Yeah, you're speaking my language, man. So uh, for for sure, um, I mean, I'm such a, I've been such a subconscious fan of sabotage. I'm still yeah. still learning how to. I'm still navigating what the hell that means entirely. But I do I do think that I am so good at navigating suffering that I will often rise. You know, I'll often. F- rise from falls that I take in vain just for a reason to stand. So I'll go, I'll just go fall down because I'm so good at getting back up. But it yeah. looks good. Yeah. Um, and also as an artist, I mean, you know, if things are too good, what the hell are you going to, what's your art going to be about? You know, the clouds? Yeah. Well, I, I, I live for the day. You know, I just, I just got this line. I've been trying to put it in this new piece. Uh, uh, I've been trying to put it in this new piece. I live for the day. I can honestly say I've got no more fight left in me. Mm. Um, Ooh, yeah. Wait, wait, hold on. I, I live for the day. I can honestly say I have no more fight uh, left in me. So, so meaning you live for the day that uh, the weight isn't about the getting up or the stand, but uh, there is yeah. no more fight. And so, wait, does that mean that you're down, or does that mean that you're up? No, no. That that would that would that would mean I'm entirely. Uh, well, I mean. In those terms, it would be up, but just entirely <laughs> removed from it where I'm just so thankful for the moment and what I have. And it just, I don't care if what, you know, if my art's speaking to people or not, because I'm actually in a place of joy. And yeah, yeah I care for sure. But, but um, I think, you know, I've spent so much time, I think it boils down to this, uh, disjointed as it may sound, I've, I've spent so much time practicing the better, being the better, doing better. Mm-hmm. that I've not necessarily enjoyed the better enough. And, mm. and I think in order to do that, there is going to, there is a, a bit of a removal from my art, from the constant badgering witness. What does the better look like for you these days in everyday life? Well, I mean, is it come in the form of a croissant? What, what does the better look like for you? These days? You know, John, don't get me started. You know, you and I know you, I I'm with you. We're both, uh, addicted to pastries so it's not just yeah. you man pastries never H- actually H- hence the camera me. being you know nipples up and uh, not showing my, my midline <laughs> with my shirt off drenched in sweat <laughs> yeah, pastries have never fallen into the enlightened category for me <laughs> i mean i would like to but say there is I, joy no there is joy in pastries if you have if you have like you an amazing a- what's that for you, because you have restraint, but I get to six pastries and like, man, I feel bad about this again. All right, right, yeah, you go extreme. Got it, got it. Yeah. What What I, is, buddy? Stay with me because this is this is really good. What is the better for you nowadays? You're in Portugal. You're, um, you know, you got these classes. You're writing. Your, uh, your wheels are on, wobbly but on. Uh, what is the better for you these days? Meaning joys of life, connection. nectar, connection, mm. connection, emphatic Explain. period. I've, I've spent, uh, I mean, I've been on, I've, I was on tour for 20 years before COVID and then COVID and then life bum rushed me with surprise addiction and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and I've just, I think I was, and especially in LA, I went through such a, an isolation that I didn't even know, I didn't even recognize how isolated I was. Uh, and so the better has 
been seeking connection and getting out and having a blast in Porto with with my friends uh, and and my best friend's family and dating and going down to the river and renting a scooter and, 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 and taking it to where the river meets the sea about four kilometers ahead and doing that, getting the, wow. getting in the sun as often as possible because otherwise I'm just looking at a to-do list tackling left and right. And it just doesn't include, it's just a, it's just a checking things off the list and uh, I can get wrapped up in that to-do list quick. And so just getting outside, making connection and, and also, Boy, and I don't know how to say this and make it sound any fun at all, but just being thankful for the little things. Um, mm. I, I, I was standing in an inconsequential spot in my apartment just thinking, you know what, dude, this could be it. Like, you need you need maybe 1500 bucks a month that you need. And this is a great place to live and a beautiful apartment. And a balcony over a street where that they shut down every Sunday for community. It's a main street, dude. And it doesn't matter if 30 people show up or 3,000. They shut it down on Sundays for community. And I look down and I watch people doing, like, every weekend's different. It could be ping pong or an art fair or bingo or a potluck. It doesn't matter. And if this is it, man. If this is it, <laughs> what, what, what do I have to be sad about? There's bonus material coming, you know, like a partner and, and you know, the, the ability to travel and things like that with money. But really, I have everything I need. And so being thankful for those things after a lifetime of touch and go of, you know, you know, going through all the marriages my parents went through and to touring for 20 years. It's all just been so touch and go, and I'm I find I have found a great discomfort in being still. That I'm looking uh, that the better is starting to let me enjoy more. I love what you're saying. I think it's important. I want to do an exercise because uh, I want to milk this. I want to stay on this beat. I'm going to uh, say a nectar in my life. When you were just talking about Portugal and how they close. Uh, the street down, and uh, you got very specific connection. Um, so let's hit the ball back and forth because I want to remind the listener that to have uh, to, to refuse to have a lukewarm life, you don't need to win the lottery, right? Um, I love that you said fifteen hundred dollars a month. I mean, not in Los Angeles, you would be on the streets, but uh, in in Portugal, um, I love how specific that was, and I think people need to hear this today because of inflation and the rise of tech and you know there's just a lot of stuff happening where people can feel lost and they're grabbing and they feel like they don't have much in life so i'm going to close the garage right just give me uh, uh two seconds and then we're gonna hit the ball back and forth one sec no worries i've got my mic turned off when you're talking so that we don't get the uh the sounds of the sounds of porto passing by Your mic's off, John. Okay, I'm going to start wrestling on the couch with my uh, three-year-old daughter. Hanging for new prints. The birth of a new idea. Bocce ball with my best friend and his dad and a new friend we made and a load of shit talking. Watching a sunset with a gas tank in between my legs.
Oh man, and the sunset here in Gaia, where the river meets the sea, is unbelievable. Coffee with a friend, with no motives, and just um, hearing each other's stories. Your friend Brandon affording me a breathwork session mm. that blew my mind. Mm. A good meal that uh, doesn't require um, the swiping of a credit card. <laughs> uh, the day of meal prep is 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 is, is meditative. Uh, the couple seconds of dopamine after uh, an ice plunge. Blue eyes in Portugal. <laughs> Because, because they uh, is that it, rare? It ups, it's uh, well, I don't know that it's rare. It's just uh, you know, I would suspect I might be at seven and a half or eight if we're getting real, and I think it pushes. They pushed me up in this location to about an eight and a half. That, you that know, um, I think that's fair. You know, uh, the uh, the British accent is one of those things where can push someone um, from like a six to an eight. Really? Don't you think so? You don't think, you don't think British accents are sexy? <laughs> no, no, man. Really? Oh I, man. I, I got you. Like, listen, listen, I says, I, I, it's not, it's not missed on me that accents can, can be a sexy thing for me. It's not the British one. Uh, <laughs> what is it? It's Midwest. It's, no, not the not the Midwest, buddy. Nailed it, <laughs> y'all. Oh man, I love I I love that activity. There's something that happened in there. Oh, we were talking about your boy Brandon Grew. Yes, did, uh, uh, breathwork, Brandon. Man, if there's anything to talk about in terms of a revelation, I gotta share with you what happened during a session. So, you know. My whole life, probably yours, probably a lot of people's, especially seekers who are, you know, doing the doing the do better, um, have heard at some point. You know, you got to love yourself. You got to, you got to, you got to love your inner child. You got to go back and let that kid know, you know, he was all right or right, whatever. However, that whatever that approach looks like from whoever you heard it from. Well, you know, I've heard that a lot, and I've. Mm -hmm. uh, and it came up during that session with Brandon and, and like every other time I've ever heard it, my eyes rolled deeply to the back of my head. Like, Oh God, here we go again. Listen, I, <laughs> right. love <the> dude. <laughs> I love the dude. He's fine. I get it. I mean, he was annoying. I forgive him. I wouldn't hung out with him either, but I love it. He was, he was what he was, man. I, he, he, was he was a fine kid. Let's let it go. Sure. I love, I love my inner child. Mm -hmm. That's not helping. That's not helping with my life. Thank you for bringing it up over and over. <laughs> now here's the deal what brandon did though i was inside the breath work he was playing the best music man and he yeah. was re he was re not one single he, the only cue he has to go off of is my breath and he was reading it like waves man and uh he said after he Basically, and this is me paraphrasing what he was doing was brilliant, but basically after, you know, telling me to love my inner child, 
for, like me look at my inner child and love myself. He then said, now I want you to be your inner child and look at you now and love Ooh. and forgive yourself. Oh, and when I shifted, it. listen, John, when I shifted, it's the simplest flip ever. But when I looked at me from my inner child, that little gay fucking kid was so excited. <laughs> he was like, holy shit. Wow. You did what? You became who? You, 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 he was so unconditionally in love and freaked out, excited about who mm. I got to be in this life. And it was the first time, oh, I'm emotional now, <laughs> that there was, there's so much unconditional love from that little warbly mm. gay kid who was constantly teased, who was, it, it was just a phenomenal thing to witness how excited I was as a child to see who I became now. And I got to tell you, it was been two or three weeks ago. And there's not a moment when I think about who I was as a kid now, who every time I look back now, instead of seeing him playing alone or throwing, you know, throwing a ball up in the air and catching it. And, uh, there's not a time now that I'm in these last three weeks that I don't see that kid just being like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. No, I'm still stoked on who you are. Like, yeah. I know you're, I know you're bored with it. I know you're like, you know, doing your adult thing, but did you see who you got to have sex with? <laughs> Are you seriously eating whatever food you want to and right. still looking like that? Go on, dude. So happy for you. Wow. And screaming, I love you, man. I love you. I can't wait for the, I can't wait for you. And, and whereas I'm, you know, walking around day to day, forgetting that lens and it's still me. It's on a continuum, man. It's, it's still me. And I'm just, trying to juggle eight oranges and check off to doozies. But if I stop and I'm present, I get to draw that kid nearer now because I recognize that I don't have to be self-indulgent enough to only look and try and forgive this weird kid, but he's my source. It's not a matter of me forgiving him or not. It's him driving me, man. Like so stoked. This is, this is who he wanted to be. Buddy, when you flipped it, because I've never heard that before, when you flipped it, I got chills like I was watching the end of The Sixth Sense. And um, yeah. how much perspective you get when you think of your – because me, you know, it was the uh, the Korean kid in the 80s with the bull haircut and trying to fit in and shit with on a huffy bike. And uh, that kid – because when you when you told me about that, I just kind of did it with myself just for a split second. And also, I wasn't incorporating breath, which is a lot more powerful. But um, that little 10-year-old, my name was Chucky. And uh, uh, looking at me now as a 50-year-old with a daughter, you know, riding Harley, doing CrossFits and podcasting and stuff. Uh, um I think he would be I think he would be proud. I think he'd be excited. God, that kid freaking out. Have you seen what you've done in the last few years? Have you seen what you built? Have you seen the number of books you've written and the reviews no. and the I'm tours? I'm just in the garage. I'm just in the garage like uh I'm just in the garage sure. playing with Legos, man. Sure, humble um, 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 lot buttercup. It's fine, but that boy is freaking the fuck out unabashedly. No humble breath. Like he's just he's telling the world, look who I got to become. John, look oh, at you. Thanks, Come buddy. On. Your inner child, especially from your background, dude, that kid's so crazy about you. And and listen, when Brandon said Brandon grew was the was was who the source of this whole experience. Um and uh when it when it happened, when he flipped it, dude, mm. I broke. Yeah, I never thought coming. And you know, I didn't want to do the breath work. I, I I I had done it a couple times before, and every time I had done it, I got a lot out of it. 
But there was something in my brain that was like, you know, this is more, this feels like work. And it was, but man, the payoff, the payoff within an hour. And wow. I was shattered, man. When he, when he flipped it, I was shattered. And then he took it one step further and said, now I want you to look at who you are from you right now, mm. like face to face with myself in the moment and do the same thing. And I don't think I would have done that as well had I not had my inner child just look previously behind me and still with me going, yeah, 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 no, it doesn't matter. You got to be this. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't matter whether or not you forgive you or love you or whatever. As my child is saying, I do. You made it, dude. You made it out of and then fill in the swamp. You know what I mean? Like you mm -hmm. made it out of that. You trudged out of it. It was not fucking easy. You were terrified the entire time just doing your best. And you made it. And he, that, yeah, so it was, <laughs> it was pretty incredible, man. That is amazing. And, would, and you know, the, the revelation also for me is that we actually have the ability uh, to step out of ourselves and see us through a new lens. Um, I mean, because you, it's not like you took any kind of medications. You didn't do have any surgeries. All you did was breathe. And it was guided and you took in instruction and used your imagination and you were able to see yourself differently. I think it's so powerful. Yeah, it, it was, man. And uh, regarding medication, <laughs> I think it's important to note because uh, it's Mental Health Awareness Month and I had a disconnected wire um, along the way. And I think... We have a mutual friend named CJ who mm -hmm. showed me showed me to uh, made some suggestions regarding you know like if I was diabetic would I take insulin? Of course I would, and she she recommended that I just check out the idea of, of a medication for for uh, what's been going on for my whole life. And sure. I was I was one of the lucky the lucky ones who the first medication I took it worked. And so I don't F with that. So I know you were just saying it in passing and in, in, in general, but medication is also necessary to connect the dots for people missing certain chemicals or, or, or what have you. Um, yeah. And I just want to throw that in there, especially because it's a mental health awareness month. I'm, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, if, as long as it's, you know, prescribed and uh, it works for you. I mean, there's a lot of people um, uh, recovering from, you know, depression and other things, uh, ADHD, whatever. And they, they require um, the medications are huge and beneficial. So, um, yeah, I, I, I see that as well, for sure. Uh on the tip of mental health awareness, I'm so I, I'm I'm getting I'm being commissioned to write a piece. I'm looking it up right now. I'm being commissioned to write a piece uh for Mental Health Awareness Month. Oh nice. And I'm doing it I'm doing it for a something called Voices with Impact. Mm. And I just wanted to give that that quick shout out. Voices with Impact. Um I got excited. I, I thought you were gonna read us something. Well, I, I, it's, it's a brand new thing and I'm really stoked about it. It's the first new thing I've written in quite a while. Uh, but, um, uh, oh, sorry. The reason, the, the reason I'm, I'm just throwing it out there, Voices with Impact is because they sent me a whole, like, here's how to promote situation. <laughs> that's, yeah. that, that's not my bag. So I feel like if I can nail it right here, y'all check you out did, Voices with Impact. You did a really good it. job baking it in organically, buddy. That was, um, stellar. Thank you. 
the Thank lead you. into the the um, the um, you took my my uh, my you opened the door with the medication went into mental health mental health month and then to um, your promotion which is wow. great. it was seamless yeah. yeah the only thing that wasn't wow. seamless was me announcing it I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I would love I would love to do it. I just don't have it finished yet. But I I, I gotta tell you, I've not been excited about a piece like this in a in, in a while. It's been I where think, are you performing? Years, like, uh, live live at home. Um, they oh, just want it recorded in landscape, and then they're gonna show it to two thousand folks uh, from what I send them. So I'm just going to, I'm just recording it. I'm basically nice. in my natural habitat, sending it to them. And, and that's all they asked of me. So, uh, and they didn't even ask me to write a new piece. I just, I, I uh, wanted, they wanted me to perform one of the old ones. And I said, no, if you're going to pay me, let's, let's do it right. Nice. I love it. Yeah. I'm a big fan of your work and I can't wait to uh, watch this. And, uh, I'm sure you're going to post it on your social, right? Your channels. Yeah, look out for. I haven't decided whether or not to call it the Answer Stampede or a Hooligan mm. Tattoo. <laughs> so just just be be on the lookout for either one of those. And uh, golly, I wish I could do it for you, but it's still missing a couple dots and and cross T's and that kind of thing. You know what? There's no pressure. And um, I was also going to say every time I have you on. I'm always um, pressuring you to do a piece. And I told myself for this episode, um, of course, I'm going to do the same. No, I told myself I'm not going to give you that. We're just going to – we're going to – I said, I'm, you know what? We're just going to shoot the shit and talk like no one's listening. And I always trust that with you, whenever we collide, we always uh, create some kind of ripple. So zero pressure. Indeed. Yeah. I just Plus, want to know I, don't know, I don't know when this podcast airs, and I promised them they'd be the first to have it. Yes, yeah, so I, I think, think, I think that's, that's fair. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Great. No pressure. Well, let me ask you this. Um, any other revelations since we uh, last spoke? Any, yes. Any other? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for asking. Uh, Abraham Hicks has walked back into my life. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some- I used to listen and watch her YouTube. Well, it never gets old how the answer is still the answer in so many respects. Uh but Abraham Hicks pops up on my Spotify somehow, and it is this dude remixing. He's got a whole album just basically setting music behind Abraham Hicks and oh, interesting. With, with some with some with some synthesized drums and such. And but but he he pounds it out in a really nice way. Anyways, <clears throat> so she has reschooled me on a number of of levels, but the biggest one being in terms of one new story and two relief. And so just creating a new story of, and that's why the, that's why the, uh, the wheels neither on or off today is because I'm, I'm, I'm so d- dead smack dab in the middle of creating this new story for myself and recognizing how to shed the old one. Mm. And, and it's such an easy thing to say, but it's actually a physically, odd thing to let go of the old story if one is in if one is set on doing that and serious about it like my body is like wait i won't get to i won't get to dwell on this anymore i won't get mm, to right i won't get to worry about this anymore like you you mean you want to <clears throat> you mean you want a a happy home and a partner and uh, to be on the ocean like really dude that's what if you don't get it but that's mm. not the story that i want anymore and so 
Yeah, creating a new story. <clears throat> and then she talks about relief. And uh, did she did she give tips on how to release old stories? Well, yeah, that's where the relief comes in. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was saying earlier about being so good at navigating suffering. I just wrote this. The other, uh, it's something so simple. It's basically um, if you if you thought yourself into feeling good as much as you think yourself into feeling bad, you'd be feeling better by now. And mm. it's it's uh, and so the but it's not even necessarily thinking myself into. It's just looking at the thoughts that cause relief. So, you know, I'm excited to see my friend John, you know, I'm in, the, I'm, I'm smack dab in the middle of the day and overwhelmed a thought of relief is I'm excited to see my friend John today. I'm excited to, I'm excited to, you know, I'm, I'm going to have dinner. I'm, I'm going to sit down. Like there's, oh gosh, I'm giving, you know, the most mundane examples, but any thought of relief is simply not one that drags you down. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the fact that they are mundane is what makes them powerful. So, well, I I love the simplicity of finding relief in little things that you have that's not dependent on someone else's yes or no. You know. Yeah, man, and I think a lot of people hear that and they're like, "Yeah, okay, dude, thoughts of relief, gotcha." Because it's so simple, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing with you know. I think you know. I are you witness? I can I can memorize. You can tell me a grocery list of a hundred items, send me to the store and I can come back with number 13 and I never have to write it down. Never have to. I, oh, I, I only yeah, we did. Once. Okay. So, uh, buddy Wakefield, uh, did a, uh, memor memorizing game where, uh, yeah, up in the woods and, uh, you, you like memorized and you spit back, like, what was it? Um, <laughs> that was your, I mean, that was your boy, Brandon. That was your boy, Brandon. Again, he had his own memory game and he was testing mine. Uh, and and so he made me memorize ten different complex sentences and and yeah and, and you did uh, it it was amazing yeah and that was more of a, I think I don't know where that came from I remember it being like an old drunk college game that was nearly impossible but because I perfected my own memory technique so much I uh, I was able to do that one <clears throat> but it's 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 this memory technique I have where you can some tell me a, a, it doesn't matter how many items I can. You just say it to me once, like one is eggs, two is bread, three is cheese. And I can, mm -hmm. I can, I, I could, would be able to go to the store and bring you the odds, the evens, whatever, never write it down, never have to look at a list, never have to hear it a second time. And when I tell people how I do it, they like, people are mesmerized. And I used to make t extra tips when I was bartending, when it was slow deer in the day. And I would bet, bet five bucks that, you know, I could memorize a list and I would be walking around cleaning and bartending. They would give me the list and they would be freaked out. How did you do that, dude? Right. And, and when I would say the answer, when I would try to explain what it is I did to do that, they're like, Oh, that's it. Yes, that's it. That's all it is. Right. So Simplicity. yeah, my memory pegging the way I, the way I peg a memory, that's it. It's so easy, but can you do it? No, because you haven't stopped to, 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 to take the time to do it. And it's the same way with finding thoughts of relief. Have you done it? Yes, it's easy, but it could also change the world if we'd stop and do it. Right. So I think people pass off the easy answer because it's easy when it's actually never not going to be the answer. There's uh, so much potency in simplicity. And so uh, when you talk about the mundane, when you talk about uh, right now, we're, you know, we're talking about using relief as anchors in our lives, right? So um, I remember in high school, when uh, things weren't going well and, uh, you know, the girl didn't like me, you know, in high school, everything is life or death, or I didn't get, you know, the designer jeans or whatever. Um, 
I would be at the beach, uh, usually Manhattan Beach here, and I would think about what am I looking forward to? And it's something as simple as, you know, the party that night or, you know, um, a school dance or the football game or whatever, uh, constantly forcing myself as a practice uh, to look forward to something is exactly what we're talking about now. It's um, finding relief. You know, what do you have in your life that you are looking forward to, you know, that isn't some big thing that is going to change your life. And so I think training yourself to do that will change your life uh, as a practice if that's how you choose to live. Absolutely. Something I'm noticing in yours when I'm following along from Portugal, because you're so present online, so I get to keep up with you, um, that I'm really loving is, yeah, is that you're finding that simplicity on a whole new level now. Uh, you've you've created a, a, a space in the sun where you're, in terms of connection, your pockets are deep. You're making so many great connections out there, and uh, uh, and 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 and. and creating the means so that you can enjoy simplicity more. And it's always my hope that you're actually getting to do that and making that happen and, and slowing well, up, slowing up at the he, right here's, times. Here's what's ironic. Um, and I need that reminder from you, uh, from friends like you. What's ironic is as you um, build more things or, you know, uh, get more financially secure or whatever, as you have more, it's harder to find the simplicity, right? So um, when you don't have anything, when I had nothing, the styrofoam cup of coffee, one donut and Wayne Dyer in my ear was everything, right? Uh, water pressure and high sheet thread count yep. was everything. Yes. No holes in your socks. You know, uh, the, the moment when she kisses you back was everything. Now that I have more, it's harder to find something as simple as a sunset valuable and meaningful, I have to condition myself and remind myself uh, the things that matter uh, aren't necessarily, you know, man, I'm constantly on the lookout that I I am constantly on the lookout for what you're saying as I create my new story, John, because Mm -hmm. the truth is I do want to be more financially uh, uh, backed up. (laughs) And I want my gold standard backed up. And I, uh, and, but I'm, I'm noticing on the way to getting there, the things that will drag people down once they do. And I'm noticing that my aversion to that may block the creation of my new story. So I'm really, the, the reason for neither wheels on or off is just a real observation in a time of real observation and tug and flow of, uh, how to do it, how to do it without hurting myself. Mm, right. My hesitancy is because I would like for you to edit out the words tug and flow. <laughs> All my shit's not edited. You know that. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> I'm hundred percent clear on this. Um, you used a word peg and I'm not going to put that in the title pegging. You said something about pegging. Um, but Memory I am- pegging. I am going to put in the title because I think there's a lot of good stuff in this episode. Relief as anchors, uh, connection, obviously. But the my favorite part of this episode was looking at yourself through the young you and the power of that. 
So thank you for sharing that. Uh, it's something I never heard before. It's also something if you're listening, you could put that in your back pocket. You know, buddy, you can now because you had that experience, you could you could use it again, right? You don't need a session with Brandon to look at yourself today through the young buddy Wakefield, right? That's uh, something you could do at any time. I don't. I'm excited to know that when I do sessions with Brain in the future, there's more. There's more to come. He, the guy, really knows what he's doing. Uh, and and uh, but I'm drawing. I I can't imagine. If it's too late. I am who I am, and I fucked up beyond compare. So the kid still. I mean, it's it's so exciting to have yeah. the boy love me that much. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember, and I want to kind of end, end with this. I remember when I was a 10 year old and I was uh, breakdancing, uh, I was the runt of a breakdancing crew. And I remember I used to look up at the older kids and have admiration, wanted to be with them, be like them. The cool uncle that rolled up in the uh, uh, Suzuki Samurai or whatever it was that in the 80s. And um, now, uh, you know, seeing that, like I, I imagine if I rolled up, would he have the same response? And if that answer is yes, man, what a great feeling that is. So thank you for that. 100%. Yeah. Check out Buddy Wakefield. All his stuff will be in the show notes. Uh, he is a creative genius. His writing classes are amazing. And uh, you could follow him at, what is it? Anything at Buddy Wakefield. Yep. Twitter, just like, Instagram. Just like me. Yeah, across the board. All right. Thank I don't you do for- so great with TikTok, but I'll be the, I'll be there. Fuck TikTok. Buddy, you got you got uh you got you got Instagram and you have all your buddywakefield.com. Um Thank Buddy you. is an experience and he's best uh best absorbed um live. Yeah. All right. Be well.